Hawaii Pacific Health. Creating a healthier Hawaii. Presents Hawaii Pacific University men's basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. And now, live from McCabe Gymnasium on the campus of Chaminade University, let's go courtside to play-by-play announcer Paul Brecht and Kyle Galdera. on into McCabe Gymnasium. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera bringing you all the action for the Battle of the H1. Want to give you the starters real quick for each side. Chaminade, have Jameer Thomas, Ross Reeves, Scott Ader, Wyatt Lowell, and Isaac Amaral Arthurie. As the tip is up and won by Chaminade. On the other side, you have Mai Senich, Melo Sanchez, Dominique Diggy Winbush, Josh Nasulu and Charlie Weber rounding it out. Matthew Van Komen missing his fourth consecutive game with an injury. On the other side, Kelton Samore also out for the Silver Swords. That's your sports injury report. Brought to you by Hawaii Pacific Health. Creating a healthier Hawaii as first shot of the game by Scott Ader is up and off the mark. Rebounded by HPU and a stop to get things going. And Paul, you mentioned the battle of the H1. Hopefully HPU can avoid the potholes, get out of that mess. As we saw HPU women, they fell to Chaminade earlier tonight. Hopefully the Sharks can avoid the same fate. Yeah, flat tire earlier tonight for the women's team as Josh Nasulu spins and puts up the hook shot. Can't get it to go. Ball batted around and knocked out of bounds off HPU last. Remains scoreless. 53 seconds into action here inside McCabe Gymnasium. And, Paul, one of the ways HPU can get the victory tonight is limit the turnovers. So far, 159 assists to 182 turnovers. They're giving up 16.5 points a game on 13 turnovers a game. And if they can limit that, they have a good shot to pull up the victory. Dribble pull up for Ross Reeves is off the mark, rebounded by Charlie Weber. And back the other way comes HPU Weber, the Pac West Player of the Week. After two starts, averaging 22.5 points per game on 68% shooting last week, helping the Sharks win one game at home. Turnover for HPU as Diggy Winbush's pass flies through the hands of Josh Nasulu, still scoreless, nearly 90 seconds into play here at Chaminade. Coach Jesse Nakanishi for HPU telling his team to calm down. There's a propensity to have a lot of energy in these rivalry games, sometimes scoring in triple digits. So we'll see if HPU can calm down and distribute the ball more evenly. Stolen away there as lob pass back the other end to Mai Ducenich is off the mark, but he's fouled on the way up. Believe it'll go against Wyatt Lowell. That's correct. It's his first, the team's first, and it'll send Mai Ducenich to the line. Our officials tonight, Dan Cota, Ryan Wells, and Landon Kamek. You mentioned it before, this, these type of games can be emotional, can get into the triple digits at times as Ducenich knocks in the first free throw. Last time these two teams met, last year, an overtime victory for the Sharks, 100-98. to Like I said, needing an extra period to figure out a winner as second free throw up and good for Ducenich. And a 2-0 lead here early on for HPU over Chaminade, 18-20 and ticking here in the first half. I know our friend Alan Mio will appreciate this. Lawler's Law says first team to 100 wins, right? <laughs> if we get that high, hopefully it's HPU. <laughs> as Isaac Amaral, Arthur Rees, three is off the mark, rebounded by HPU, but then Ross Reeves comes up with a steal, knocks in the three-pointer to put the Silver Swords ahead. Three Two early on, the Swords lead. Timeout, HPU. 
It'll be a 30-second timeout. We'll keep it here as you can see both of these teams with a lot of emotion early on. Ross Reeves, as soon as he knocks that one in, goes to the Jalen Brunson celebration. Yeah, and Coach Jesse Nakanishi calling a quick 30-second timeout. He didn't like the way his team rotated on defense, or more so didn't rotate on defense, really calling out Melo Sanchez for not getting to where he was supposed to be, and that's how Reeves hit that wide-open three. And that's understandable if you are Coach Nakanishi. If you're going to hold everyone accountable, it has to start at the top. Your leading scorer in Melo Sanchez and one of your captains, you need him setting the tone, setting the example. There, clearly Coach Nakanishi not happy with the sophomore play as much as the rest of his team as well as they trail 3-2 here just two minutes into action. Ross Reeves coming off a 30-point outing in his last appearance, a loss versus Dominican this past Monday as the defending PacWest freshman of the year out of Orem, Utah. Baseline pass down low. Diggy Winbush finds my Ducenich, who puts it up and in back ahead for three now is HPU as Ducenich has all four early points for the Sharks. Ross Reeves drives the lane high off glass, gets it to go, and the foul. Five early points for Ross Reeves, and he'll head to the line for one more, looking to make it a 6-4 game in favor of the Swords. And for HPU, that's the last thing you can do. Reeves is the emotional leader of this Chaminade team. We saw him in action during the Maui Invitational and going up against the top-level D1 squads. He really kept Chaminade in those games, even though they got blown out. So the last thing HPU can do is let Reeves catch fire. As he knocks in the free throw up to six points now is the redshirt sophomore out of Utah as HPU trails 6-4. And now a miscommunication between Winbush and Weber results in the ball trickling out of bounds. Another turnover here for Hawaii Pacific. And Coach Nakanishi just not pleased with anyone right now on the court for his team. And one of the reasons Weber didn't catch that ball is he was being held. Fortunately for Chaminade, the referees didn't see it. Gonna I'm curious after that first game as Ross Reeves baseline cut gets the layup to go. It's Ross Reeves 8, HPU 4. And curious after the first game we saw a, a bit of an inconsistent whistle. Curious if these officials in this game will allow both teams to play. Josh Nasulu drills the left wing triple to put HPU down by just one now, 8-7. Jameer Thomas quickly back the other way, the 5'10 guard. Entered this year 61-4 and four in his college career after two seasons at JUCO. Here he is all the way tough to the rim and finishes over Melo Sanchez to make it a 10-7 lead for Chaminade. Both teams trading buckets here in the early going. And hopefully HP recognizes Reeves only goes left with the left-handed dribble as Winbush knocks in a three of his own. Drops it on in, touches the front back of the iron and then drops on through to tie it at 10 apiece. Now I can Ross, dig that. Reeves on the other end. I like what you're thinking there as Reeves pull up off the mark, rebounded by Josh Nasulu after getting tipped out by Charlie Weber. Melo Sanchez over to Nasulu, back to Sanchez, left wing three. That one's off the mark, too long, rebounded by Ross Reeves. And quickly back the other way comes the Swords. Good ball movement from both teams so far. Reeves over to Lowell, who will give it back up top to Reeves. Calls out the offense and will fire it on over to Amaral Arthur Reed. Drives with the left, gives it back to Wyatt Lowell, who drills the mid-range jumper. 12-10 now, the Chaminade lead as Wyatt Lowell gets on the board for the first time tonight. The six foot nine redshirt senior from Gilbert, Arizona. Diggy Winbush getting the screen up top from Mai Ducenich. Picks up his dribble. 
Hawks looking, finds Charlie Weber in the left corner, long two, rattles around the rim and bounces on out, rebounded by Wyatt Lowell and given off to Ross Reeves. Reeves coming downhill hard, gives off to Emerald R3, left corner three, comes up short, rebounded by Mai Dusenich. And Amaral Arthuri, one of the more prolific scorers in Chaminade program history, still scoreless, just about five minutes into action here in the battle of the H1. Diggy Winbush getting a screen up top from Mai Dusenich. Will give it off to Melo Sanchez on the right wing. Sanchez back to Winbush over on the left side. Winbush all the way to the rim, gets the layup up and in. 12-12 now, knotted back up once again as we tick under 15 minutes to play here in the first half. Ross Reeves brings it over the timeline, gets the screen up top from Wyatt Lowell, guarded closely by Diggy Winbush, will give off to Lowell. Finds Amaral R3 up top, who's guarded by Josh Nasulu. Someone that you've mentioned before, Kyle, has a linebacker build. Here's Jameer Thomas from the left wing. That one's too long off the mark and rebounded and brought in by Mai Dusenich as HPU looks to take the lead here, knotted up at 12. And with Van Komen not playing tonight, it's a big task for Dusenich not only to score, but to get those rebounds. I'm glad you say that as well as here's Dusenich getting hit on the way to the rim. And when we come back, it'll be a pair of free throws for the Southpaw Slovenian for HPU. 12-12's your score here in the battle of the H1 between HPU and Chaminade. Don't go too far. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Discover a personalized approach to a healthier you at Hawaii Pacific Health Bone and Joint Centers. Our comprehensive centers offer adult and pediatric sports medicine, orthopedic care, and rheumatology services. We're focused on your mobility and quality of life. Our clinic in Kahala also provides walk-in services for minor bone and joint conditions. So stay active and keep doing what you love. Learn more at hawaiipacifichealth.org slash boneandjointcenters. Welcome back on Into the Shark Tank. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera bringing you all the action in the second game of tonight's doubleheader between Chaminade and HPU. First up were the women as Chaminade snapped a 40-game losing streak against their Division II Oahu rival, 77-66. You can catch that one on demand where you get most podcasts or on hawaiisportsradio.com in the coming days. My Dusenich at the free throw line knocks in the first free throw to give HPU a 13-12 lead. One more on its way. Tyrese Terrell into the game for the first time for HPU. Terrell had 15 points in their last outing, knocked down five long balls to help HPU take down Dominican for the season sweep. Mai Dusenich knocked in the second free throw to make it a 14-12 lead for HPU. 15 on the shot clock for Chaminade. Chris Breedy into the game for the first time. Finds Chris, or pardon me, Scott Ader. Tyrese Terrell skies for the rebound there and hands it on off to Diggy Winbush as HPU leads by two. I like that sub bringing in Terrell. He's very long and he can guard Reeves, which he did on that last play, forcing the errant shot. Dusenich kicks it up top to Charlie Weber, drives against Ader, kicks back out, left wing three for Diggy Winbush is off the mark, rebounded by Ross Reeves, and Chaminade back the other way. Gives off to Jameer Thomas. Thomas got the layup to go, but not before he traveled. Official all over that one. That was Dan Cota. And props to Melo, pardon me, Paul, props to Melo Sanchez. He hustled back and forced 
the Chaminade offensive player to take that third and fourth step because he got positioned down low. That was a hustle play that might not show up in the box score, but credit to Mello right there. Uh, excellent call out there, and a great job not fouling as well as Jameer Thomas went with a full head of steam to the rim instead getting called for the travel. 14-12 your score. HPU leading Chaminade here early with 13 minutes left to play in the opening half. Diggy Winbush in the left corner gets the screen from Mai Senich. Now we'll pull it back on out with 10 on the shot clock. Tucker Polici into the game for the first time for HPU. Here's Winbush driving the lane. We'll stop, pull up. Dribble pull-up will bounce off the rim a couple of times. No good. Rebounded by Chris Breedy and outletted up ahead to Ross Reeves. Reeves, a couple of dribbles into the corner for Bryson Shackelford. Will give off to Breedy. Now Reeves from the left wing, moving three, drills that one, and gives a little shrug to the student section like, why won't they guard me? 15-14 now, Chaminade back ahead of the Sharks. And Reeves is one of those guys where if he's on your team, you love him. If he's not, you absolutely can't stand him. Not only because he's good, but of his post-shot antics. He's good, and he'll let you know that he's good. My Senich brings in the miss, and Tyrese Terrell drops home another three-pointer. The hot shooting continues for the grad transfer from Nichols College as HPU back ahead 17-15 now. Chris Breedy looks to answer with a right wing three off back iron. No good. Ball batted around, fought for by Melo Sanchez. And out of the pack comes the sophomore guard with the rebound. Sanchez led the team with nine boards in their win over Dominican this past weekend. Sanchez drives the baseline, kicks back out to Terrell in the corner. Gives one more to Winbush. Stops, puts up the floater, left it short, rebounded by Ross Reeves. And back the other way comes the six foot four guard. Reeves behind the back, will pull up from the elbow now, rolls around the rim, not a good, and rebounded by Tucker Polici. And that was the first time Reeves went right tonight. We'll keep an eye on that if he tends to drift back to the left side. A good call out there by you, Mr. Galdera. Two-point lead for HPU. Left corner triple for Sanchez. Too long and rebounded by Chris Breedy as Reeves will walk it on up now and allow both teams to kind of catch their breath after a frivolous pace between the programs. Good job here by Terrell guarding Reeves, forcing a pass. Not allowing much airspace at all for Reeves. Here's Thomas on the right wing. Pull up from the right elbow. Drops it on through to tie it back up at 17 apiece. 11 minutes remaining here in the first half of play as the teams continue to trade daggers back and forth. Winbush gets the screen up top from Polici. Will give a down into the right corner for Terrell. Terrell back up for Winbush who will use a screen, gives off to Ducenich, one more over to Terrell, uses the windows, or the My Ducenich screen, tossed up the lob, Ducenich couldn't hammer it home, but came back down and laid it up and in. Back ahead is HPU, 19-17, as Ducenich kind of looks over to the bench and says, hey, let's run that play a little bit more. Winbush guarding out top near Thomas. Ball poked away, finds its way to Bryson Shackelford, and a foul going to be called. Going to go against Diggy Winbush. Going to get called for tripping Thomas. And when we come back, it'll be Chaminade basketball trailing 19-17 to Hawaii Pacific. Don't go too far. You're listening to HBU Sharks basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back to more HPU Sharks basketball presented by Hawaii Pacific Health on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. 
Welcome back on into McCabe Gymnasium where Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera are breaking down all the action, giving you all the action here as HPU leads Chaminade 19-17 in the early going. And so far, Kyle, it has been my Ducenich really stepping it up on the offensive end and on the glass for HPU instead of Matthew Van Komen missing his third, or pardon me, fourth straight game as Chris Breedy can't get the straightaway three to go. Isaac Amaral, Arthur Rees put back, puts it up and in to tie it up at 19. Cordell Ng into the game for the first time, along with brother Cameron Ng for the first time. And if you missed it, we actually had a feature story go up on HawaiiSportsRadio.com today regarding those two about this matchup and how they've played throughout their careers with and against each other as Charlie Weber gets fouled on the straightaway three-pointer and will head to the line for three free throws. And it was a fun opportunity for me, Kyle. I got the chance to chit-chat with both of the Ng brothers, kind of get their story and how things went about as, you know, Cameron a, a bit more decorated as a high school athlete than Cordell. Cordell playing three seasons at St. Francis before closing out his high school career at Kamehameha Kapalama and then obviously here at HPU. And it, it's been a fun story to see them now both back out on the court as first two free throws are up and good for Weber. Yeah, not only Cordell making his mark here for HPU, but going back to Cameroning, he's kind of made the D2 circuit, right? <laughs> he's had action all, all over Oahu, and nice to see him shining here at Chaminade. Uh, you mentioned that a couple of time transfer as the third free throw is good for Weber to put it up to a 22-19 lead for HPU. Cameron Ng, a couple of time transfer, started out his collegiate career at the University of Hawaii at Manoa, spent two seasons there for going over to the Big Island at UH Hilo, spent a season there, played against HPU a couple of times and his brother as going to get a foul down low. Goes against Therese Terrell and will send Bryson Shackelford to the free throw line for a pair of free throws. And I was talking about the Ng brothers and just, you know, they got the opportunity to play against each other while Cameron was obviously at UH Hilo, but then transfers one more time, like you mentioned, to Chaminade, had to redshirt last year, sit out the season, so two more games he had to sit by as his brother got to play. He didn't. Now, both of them were really looking forward to here tonight as they both come on at the same time. Bryson Shackelford goes one for two from the charity stripe to cut it to a two-point deficit for Chaminade, 22-20, as we're under 10 minutes left to play here in the opening half. Ng. Gives it on over to Josh Nasulu on the left wing. Nasulu, little shake-and-bake move, got all the way to the rim but didn't finish. Dollar move and a 10-cent finish as he got his own rebound. Great pass by Therese Terrell, finds a wide-open Charlie Weber who gets hacked on his way up. And he'll head back to the free-throw line after knocking in three straight his last time down the court. And I like what Weber did there. He got the nice... Out, out the pass, streaking on the baseline, but he took that extra dribble, and that forced two Chaminade players to fly by and into him, forcing the foul instead of rushing the shot, and now he makes his fourth straight free throw. As you said, making his fourth straight free throw makes it a 23-20 game with one more on the way. Mentioned it at the start of the broadcast. The six foot nine forward out of Owings, Maryland, knocks in the second free throw. The defending PacWest Player of the Week after two outstanding performances last week, shooting 68%, averaging 22 and a half points per game. Knocks in the second free throw there to make it a four point lead for HPU. Amaral Arthur Ree working with the Scott Ader screen. Works his way into the paint and now out, guarded by Polici. Kicks out to Chris Breedy. Breedy. 
is called for the offensive foul. Josh Nasulu doing an excellent job giving up his body and there forcing a turnover against Chaminade. And that was a great call by referee Ryan Wells. He noticed that Neosulu had position and knowing that Neosulu is so strong, he's not going to be flopping around. So when the player like that hits the floor, you know that the offense initiated the contact. And that's part of the reason why I am so anti-flop is because you get rewarded more for real things like that as Nasulu has it on the left wing, feeds into the corner for Weber, back up top to Nasulu, over to Ng. Ng working with the Palici screen, guarded by his brother. Back into the left corner for Weber. Fadeaway jumper is no good, rebounded by Emerald Arthuri. And with 18-15 left to play here in the opening half, Chaminade trails by four. Drive into the lane and kick back out to Scott Ader. Finds Chris Breedy, who will hand off to Amaral Arthur over on the left wing. Amaral Arthur back to Ader. Ader, left elbow pull up. High arcing shot is no good, but will get a foul. Keep it on here as going to go against Cordell Ng. Said he held. Isaac Amaral, R3. So when we come back, it'll be Chaminade basketball. Baseline out of bounds, trailing by four. 24-20 is your score. Don't go too far. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Yeah, you sunglasses are designed with you in mind. The ball player. The construction worker. The fashionista. The outdoorsman. Or woman. You want it? Let's get it. Type in yeah, the letter U, and HNL for Honolulu. It's that simple to get the most versatile sunglasses on the market. Ultra lightweight, OSHA approved, wraparound sunglasses with four removable lenses that will make everyone say, Yeah, you. Type in yeah, the letter U, and HNL for Honolulu to shop today. Welcome back on into McCabe Gymnasium. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera bringing you all the action of this PacWest matchup. The battle of the H1 between Chaminade and HPU where the Sharks lead the Silver Swords 24-20 with 7.58 remaining here in the opening half of play. And a pretty nice crowd here in McCabe for the first of two meetings as Scott, or pardon me, Wyatt Lowell drills a straightaway three out of the timeout. And man, did Chaminade... They needed that one as Ross Reeves now checks back into the game, and they had started to struggle offensively with their engine on the bench. And on the flip side, HPU giving Melo Sanchez a break. He normally plays 35 minutes a game, so if HPU can maintain this lead and get Sanchez some rest, they're going to be in good shape with another three, this time off the hot hand of Tyrese Terrell. His seventh three-pointer in the last two games, in the last three halves, in fact, as you can see, he's starting to play with that confidence once again. Here's Ader, couple of dribbles, hands off to Ross, who will give to Ng, guarded by his brother. The two wearing 50, kicks it back out to Amaral Arthur left wing three, that one off the mark, and ball fought for, and it's going to be a jump ball as Cameron Ng did an excellent job keeping that one alive, but... Tucker Pellici wrapping it on up to force the jump ball. Possession arrow favors the Sharks. And with 7.04 remaining here in the first half, it remains a four-point advantage for HPU. 
And looking at the great job Tyrese Terrell has done so far, not only making his threes, but playing defense. It's hard to miss him in his pink shoes, and he might be the difference maker here in this first half for HBU. And you mentioned before giving Melo Sanchez a bit of a break, and that when he's playing as well as he is, that's when you're, if you're Jesse Nakanishi and staff, you look at it and you say, we can steal a few more minutes here as Diggy Winbush's dribble pull-up from the left elbow comes up short, rebounded by Wyatt Lowell, and handed on off to Isaac Amaral Arthuri. Amaral Arthuri working against Diggy Winbush will feed it on over to the right wing to Lowell. Gives up top to Cameron Ng, guarded this time by Josh Nasulu. Fade away from the baseline. Got that one to go. Beautiful shot there from Cameron Ng in just his 10th game this season. Missed the start of the year with an injury and uh, it's just nice to see him back out on the court once again. Here's Josh Nasulu on the right wing. We'll get back up top to Diggy Winbush. Winbush with a change of pace, puts it up, and before he got the layup to go, gonna get a foul on the ground. So it'll be baseline out of bounds. This call goes against Wyatt Lowell. It's the sixth team foul and the third against Lowell, the six foot nine transfer. He actually transferred four times. This is his fifth college Chaminade is, uh, has a wife, has a daughter, and uh, has a pretty nice jump shot in here. Has a nice seat on the bench for the last 6.05 of this first half. And something I just noticed for Cameron Ng, he really resembles uh, J.J. Redick, former Duke player, former NBA player. Just as not only his game, but even his facial uh, composition as well. So I can we'll see, see if he can dial in some threes later on for Chaminade. Certainly had that Redick shooting touch right there. Melo Sanchez, jumper off the mark. Charlie Weber keeps it alive. His putback no good. Rebounded by Amaral Arthuri and cleared by Chaminade. Emerald Arthur almost poked away by Winbush, gets it on back, working with the Scott Ader screen, dances his way all the way through the lane and skips up to the rim. Ties it at 27 apiece now with 5.30 left to play here in the first half. Isaac Amaral Arthurie mentioned it before, one of the greatest scorers in the history of Chaminade men's basketball. Diggy Winbush, wild shot in the lane, no good. Rebounded by uh, Chaminade and Ross Reeves coming the other way. Amaral Arthurie on the left wing. We'll give up top to Jameer Thomas, a personal favorite of our Ku'ule Agbayani for his heart over height type of play during the Maui Invitational. Amaral Arthuri with 10 on the shot clock will pull from straight away. Comes up short, no good. Bryson Shackelford tries to tip it away, but secured by Melo Sanchez and HPU. Sanchez gives to. Tried to give to Nusulu, but Charlie Weber caught first, and Weber gives back up top to Diggy Winbush. Winbush calls for the screen from Mai Dusenich into the right corner, back up top to Winbush. Working with Charlie Weber's screen, feed down low to Dusenich with 10 on the shot clock. Dusenich, couple of dribbles, kicks it on out. Josh Nusulu, right wing three, knocks it on in. 30-27, HPU back ahead with 4.25 remaining here in the first half as a good process once again by HPU on offense, drawing a couple of defenders, and as Mai Dusenich goes up, kicks it on out for the extra pass, and a beautiful three ball by Josh Nasulu. Here's Amaral Arthuri driving in the lane, pump fakes a couple of times, gets wow. it up and gets it to go, and gonna get a swipe foul called on Charlie Weber as well. So Amaral Arthuri will head to the free throw line looking for one more, trying to tie this one up at 30, and Weber can't believe the call. And you said, Paul, he pumped a couple of times, more like six or seven. I've never seen that in the post, but Amaral Arthuri, to his credit, got the defender to bite, 
and executed the shot for the N1 opportunity. The only time I've ever seen that as Emerald R3 drills the free throw to tie this one up at 30. There's this story that Shaq told once where the moment he knew he needed to retire was when he was in the paint and he was throwing up six or seven shot fakes and none of the young fellows were going up jumping and he said, oh, it might be time to hang him up, big fella. And uh, well, right there, instead of having to hang him up, hangs up in the air and gets the N1 to go for Amaral R3, tying this one up at 30 apiece as we tick under four minutes to play here in the opening half. Melo Sanchez over on the left wing, drives the lane, gets it up through contact, around the rim, no good. My Senich puts it up and puts it in on the putback. And a couple of Sharks are down on the ground after that one as Josh Nasulu and Melo Sanchez slow to get up. Yeah, Sanchez hit his head on Niasulu's knee, and both players are holding their respective body parts that got hit. Hopefully they're going to be okay following this timeout on the court. And we'll see if they are. And when we come back, it will be HPU still leading Chaminade, 32-30. 3.42 left to play here in the opening half of play. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back to more HPU basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network and streaming live at hawaiisportsradio.com. Welcome back on into McCabe Gymnasium where HPU leads Chaminade 32-30 with 3.40 remaining in the opening half of play. Melo Sanchez and Josh Nasulu both remain in the game following a hard fall before the break. Jameer Thomas, left wing three, trails it. Back ahead is Chaminade 33-32. As pardon me, I said left wing, left corner three for Jameer Thomas goes down and well, that, that shot had wings, so he <laughs> was right on target, too. Certainly did. He's up to seven points now as the home squad back ahead by one. Into the game for the first time for Hawaii Pacific is Ethan Tafe. Cordell Ng manning the point guard duties right now. His brother not in the game. Melo Sanchez on the left wing gives it back up top to Ng. Ng over to the right wing finds Nasulu, who will swing it back up top. Mai Dusenich at the free throw line, spins, pivots, puts it up, can't get the layup to go, ball batted around, taken by Scott Ader and cleared by Chaminade. Up by one here with three minutes left to play. Reeves downhill, couldn't get the layup to go, but was fouled by, I believe, Cordell Ng and will head to the free throw line looking to add on to this one-point Chaminade lead. And at halftime, Paul, we might have to remind Coach Jesse that Reeves only goes left. So maybe the defense should shift to the left. I'm not sure if <laughs> Coach Nakanishi is the one that needs to hear that. I think we might need to have that chat with the players on the court at this point as it seems they have not figured that out. Reeves' first free throw is pure up to a 34-32 lead now for Chaminade as Diggy Winbush checks back into the game for Ng. It's almost like baseball, right? When you used to be able to shift at the major league level. Maybe you just put everybody to the left and force him to go right. See what he does. Dare him to go to the right side as the second free throw is up and pure as well. Up to a three-point lead now for Chaminade as Ross Reeves up to 13 points here in the opening half of play to lead all scorers. Diggy Winbush up top. Looks, gives it off to Sanchez who mishandled it first. Now out near half court. Guarded closely by Thomas with 13 on the shot clock. Step back from the elbow, can't get it to go, but 
Thomas going to be whistled for the foul, got into the landing space of Sanchez and will send him to the line. The leading scorer for HPU, averaging just a hair under 16 points per contest, an 81% free throw shooter. And not only does Melo get to the line here to shoot two, but that's now the seventh team foul on Chaminade. So from here on out, HPU will be in the bonus. And I think Melo realizing... You know, with Van Komen out due to injury, he's going to have to step step up. That's Mello and, and even up his offensive game, even though he's the team leader. He is the team leader and certainly needs to up it right there as the first free throw bounces off front rim, back rim, and out. As second free throw on the way, HPU still trailing by three. Mentioned it before. Melo Sanchez, an 81% free throw shooter, drills the second one there. And you said, Kyle, with Matthew Van Komen out, uh, Melo Sanchez may need to step up his offensive game even more. He does have the season high in points for any Shark this year. He had 32 earlier this season against Slippery Rock. We had that game on Hawaii, or, uh, Hawaii Sports Radio as Chris Breedy gets the floater to drop on through. Back up to a four-point lead now for Chaminade. Pass ahead to Josh Nasulu, who will give out to Ethan Tafe on the left wing. And the Sharks will reset with 18 on the shot clock. Diggy Winbush gets the screen from Tafe over to the right wing now. Ball swung around, finds its way to Melo Sanchez. Sanchez guarded by Reeves with seven on the shot clock. Sanchez, left wing three, comes up a little bit short. That ball kept alive and going to stay with HPU. Nice hustle there by Ethan Tafe as shot clock resets to 20 for the Sharks. And HPU lucked out there. That ball crept over the top of the backboard. Normally that's a turnover. It wasn't called. And the Sharks get a fresh shot clock. So let's see if they can cash in here with a baseline out-of-bounds play. Though it is important to note, it did not hit any of the supporting structure of the basket behind. So that is part of the reason as we have a stoppage of play here, the officials asking for a little bit of perspiration to be mopped up. Perfect opportunity to remind you this broadcast brought to you by Hawaii Pacific Health. Hawaii Pacific Health takes the team approach to providing the expert care you need when and where you need it. Together we are creating a healthier Hawaii. Good to see Neosulu back in after taking that knee knock. Indeed, as Melo Sanchez also is good. Ball thrown away by Mai Ducenich. Quickly the other way comes Chaminade. Blocked away by oh, Melo Sanchez. But called it. late whistle as it will go against the sophomore six foot four guard. It's his first and the team's seventh. So just as you were saying on the other end, Kyle, now for the final 137, any foul for HPU will result in Chaminade free throws as Amaral Arthuri heads to the line for a pair. And even though they can't hear me from the bench, I'm going to challenge HPU if Amaral Arthuri makes these two free throws. He makes the first. That'll be a six-point lead. I challenge HPU to go low, get to sandwich the ball, get a couple of layups, make some stops, and then get a Melo Sanchez three before halftime to go back ahead by one. Good game plan as Amaral Arthur puts up the second free throw, comes up short there. Eight points on the night so far for the senior guard. He has over 1,590 career points in his Chaminade career. 
Ball up top for Diggy Winbush with 15 on the shot clock. Give it on over to Sanchez. Sanchez gets the screen from Ducenich. Feed down low to Weber. Extra pass out to the right wing for Nisulu. Off the mark too long. Rebounded by Scott Ader. And the Sharks have gone cold on the offensive end. Ross Reeves back the other way. Looking. Finds Amaral R3 working with the Scott Ader screen. Pulls it back on out. Now feeds Ader down low. Working against Weber. Nice spin move. Flips it up and flips it in. Seven-point lead now for Chaminade, 40-33, as we're under a minute left to play here in the opening half. And HPU's defense and offense starting to sputter. Winbush, the screen up top from Ducenich, off to Sanchez on the right wing, gives to Weber, who will hand off to Nusulu. Back to, uh, pardon me, Sanchez, gives it to Charlie Weber. Left corner three, rolls around the rim, no good. Ball batted around and taken by Ross Reeves as Josh Nisulu slipping on a little bit of sweat left on the floor and Chaminade going to call for the timeout. We'll keep it right here as the Silver Swords lead 40 to 33, 24.1 ticks remaining here in the opening half of play. And as these final four minutes have kind of played out, Kyle, what is it that you're seeing from HPU offensively that's led them to a bit of a struggle shooting from the field? So I'm going to give credit to Chaminade because on the defensive end, they're kind of a switching to a zone defense where, like I said in the women's game, if you were tuning in for that, they're guarding space and not players. So basically they're forcing people to the spots they want them to go and then forcing bad shots from HPU. And on the other side, Chaminade is really forcing the issue and Ross Reeves is channeling his Bob Ross painting <laughs> pretty trees with his pretty passes. And that's allowed Chaminade to streak ahead by seven points. I was curious where you were going to wrap in Bob Ross right there, but I loved it. I thought it was a phenomenal way to do it here as Chaminade leads HPU 40-33, to 24.1 seconds remaining here in the first half. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera bringing you all the action here on Hawaii Sports Radio Network, your home for all HPU Sharks action as Chaminade basketball here with 23 ticks on the shot clock and 24 on the game clock. They can all but hold for one final shot. Therese Terrell back into the game, likely to guard Ross Reeves, and that's what you see right here. Reeves up top with 10 on the shot clock. Up top, gets the screen from Ader with a head of steam, kicks into the corner. Amaral R3, left corner three, off the mark, no good. Rebounded by Josh Nasula with three, with two. Hands off to Therese Terrell at the horn, no good. Comes up short, and at halftime, that'll be your score, 40-33 to 33 in favor of the Chaminade Silver Swords. Don't go too far. We'll break down all the action. This is HBU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Welcome back on into McCabe Gymnasium. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera bringing you all of the action in the battle of the H1 as Chaminade leads HPU 40-33 to at halftime. Welcome on into the halftime show as Chaminade, tell you what, Kyle, they closed out the half in a fury and did it on both ends, doing a nice job offensively working for good shots, going to their best couple of players in Ross Reeves and Isaac Emerald Arthurie, and then on the other end, forcing a few turnovers, some bad looks, and just 
making HPU kind of look out of sorts to end things out there in the opening half of play. Yeah, it's the Ross Reeves show in the first half. 13 points, 4 rebounds, and 2 assists. No turnovers. So even though all he does is go left, he's very good at that and distributing the ball as well, including passing off to Isaac Amaral Arthuri, who helped get a bunch of points late in the first half for Chaminade. And something to circle, though, even though they're down by 7, HPU's shooting a dismal 31%, Chaminade shooting 53.6%, so it could be worse. HPU has a lot of room for improvement, but is still keeping it close. Yeah, I'm glad you bring that up because you're right. HPU does have plenty of room for improvement on the offensive, and uh, it's not like they're getting a ton of bad shots. It's been good defense thus far from Coach Eric Bovert's Chaminade team, but nothing that HPU can't handle. And so far tonight, it's really kind of been a struggle to find anyone to become that secondary scorer next to my Ducenich, which is a little bit different from usual for these Sharks. Ducenich with 10 points and 5 boards at the break. He averages just 9 points and 5 rebounds per game, so already at his per game averages here through 20 minutes. But outside of him, it's kind of been touch and go with everybody else. Josh Nasulu with six points. Therese Terrell with six points. Both of them knocking in a couple of three-pointers. And then Charlie Weber with five and Dominique Diggy winbush with five. Melo Sanchez, just one point through 20 minutes of play, Kyle. And you mentioned DeSantis doing a great job. Ten points for him. But Chaminade still outscoring HPU 14-8 to eight in the paint. That's an obvious result of Van Komen being out. So that means, you mentioned Melo Sanchez with only one point, he's going to have to step up, not only going in and attacking, but finding his outside shot, because once you start hitting those, it opens things up in the paint. It's it's easy to say, it's just harder to execute. So we'll see if the Sharks can dial in, going inside, then out. The yeah, Sharks certainly missing the length of Matthew Van Komen, the seven foot four transfer center from St. Mary's, averages just about three blocks per contest, and... Uh, well, the Sharks in total average about five. Kyle, through 20 minutes tonight, zero blocks on defense for HPU, something that Jesse Nakanishi's squad isn't used to. Something else they're not necessarily used to being down at the half during PacWest play. When we come back, we'll continue to break down all the action. You're listening to HPU Sharks basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Welcome back on into McCabe Gymnasium. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera bringing you all the action of the Battle of the H1 as Chaminade leads HPU 40-33 to at halftime. HPU led by Mai Ducenich's 10 points and 5 boards at the break. On the other side, it's Ross Reeves leading the way with 13 points, 4 boards, and a pair of assists for Chaminade. And Kyle, we, we've talked a little bit about it throughout the broadcast, but should HPU want to come up with a win tonight, you're going to most likely rely on your leading scorer. And so far through 20 minutes of play, just one point for Melo Sanchez. If you are Coach Nakanishi and the staff, what are you doing and what are you looking at to try and get him a little bit more space and to try and get him going here in the second half? Well, I'm going to expand on what you said, and it's a great point. Sanchez does need to score, but that's going to start with Diggy Winbush. And Winbush, coming out and uh, entering the halftime break, was visibly frustrated as he made his way behind us to the halftime area for HPU. I think he's being disturbed by the tough defense of Chaminade. So to me, if Diggy can start running the point like he should be, That'll open things up for his teammates. Going back to Melo Sanchez, 0 for 6 from the field in the first half. 
He's been jacking a lot of threes on the run off of one foot. He needs to dial in and get his shot. Like I said, go down in the post, start making layups, and then expand your repertoire. I think HPU can get back in this, but to your point, Melo Sanchez needs to dial it in. Melo Sanchez is no stranger to having explosive scoring halves, though we've seen it multiple times this season, multiple times, in fact, on these airwaves. I mentioned it earlier in the broadcast, had 32 points earlier this year against Slippery Rock, which is an HPU season high for a single player, and many of those coming in the second half earlier in the year on the Alaska part of their road trip of the year. He very much so carried them to two victories on that way. So he's very capable of scoring the basketball and scoring in bunches, but I like what you said as well. You want to see less of him shooting on the move and a little bit more of him set, a little bit more in rhythm, a little bit more mellow. I like that. And I also like Charlie Weber. Five points so far, all coming on free throws, though. He's missed all four shots from the field. If Charlie can dial it in, too, and go kind of one-on-one on the same team, of course, with Melo Sanchez, HPU has the offensive firepower, but can they work together and get it done? That's going to be the tale of the second half. And also a tale of that second half. You mentioned it in our first segment of this halftime show. Chaminade shot over 50% from the field through 20 minutes, 15 of 28 from the floor, 4 of 12 from long range. This year, HBU has really kind of made their mark on the defensive end. They only allow 68 points per game, and right now, Chaminade more than halfway there, and it's just not what you want to see if you're Coach Nakanishian squad, but you feel pretty good knowing that it's a seven-point game. You just played one of your worst halves of basketball in a while, and you still have an opportunity here on the road to come up with a big-time win against a rival, and that opportunity will continue when we come back. The second half of play on the way in the Battle of the H1. 40-33 is your score. Chaminade leading HPU. Don't go too far. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Discover a personalized approach to a healthier you at Hawaii Pacific Health Bone and Joint Centers. Our comprehensive centers offer adult and pediatric sports medicine, orthopedic care, and rheumatology services. We're focused on your mobility and quality of life. Our clinic in Kahala also provides walk-in services for minor bone and joint conditions. So stay active and keep doing what you love. Learn more at hawaiipacifichealth.org slash boneandjointcenters. Welcome back on into McCabe Gymnasium. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera bringing you all the action of this PacWest matchup between two Oahu foes, the battle of the H1. Chaminade taking on HPU, the Silver Swords leading the Sharks at halftime, 40-33. Second half just about to get underway. Want to take this opportunity to remind you this broadcast is brought to you by Hawaii Pacific Health. When you choose a primary care physician affiliated with our sponsor, Hawaii Pacific Health, they take a personalized approach to prevention, wellness, and healthier you. Learn more at hawaiipacifichealth.org slash primary care. Kyle, heading into this second half here, a, a big 20 minutes on the way for HPU. Team who has gotten off to one of their best starts in PacWest play since 2017 and a team with hopes to be towards the top of the conference when all things are said and done. This would be a big-time loss and a big-time hit 
to those hopes should they not be able to pull out a comeback here in this second half. Yeah, and HPU still has to play all five of its road games on the L.A. swing. So I would venture to say this is a must-win game for HPU because if they do win, they'd improve the 5-2 and two and remain in the top four of the conference, which gets you that postseason berth. So HPU needs a second-half comeback. Only down seven, though, so definitely within reach. And we mentioned it at halftime plenty of times. Not the best half of play from HPU, but you give yourself an opportunity to come back by just keeping yourself down by single digits at halftime goes a long way. 40-33 to 33 is your score as we're back underway as Ross Reeves kicks the ball up top to Scott Ader down low into Wyatt Lowell. Finds the ball back out on the left wing to Ross Reeves. Off back iron, no good. Rebounded by Melo Sanchez and the Sharks. Sanchez gives on over to Winbush, who will call out the offense patiently. Gets the screen up top from Ducenich. Will feed up top to Charlie Weber. Weber hands back off to Winbush, who will play catch with Weber. Feed down low to Nusulu, who finds a cutting. My Ducenich lays it up and on in. He's up to 12 points. It's down to a five-point deficit for HPU. Coach Jesse Nakanishi listening to our halftime analysis. Going low. We'll see if they can expand things on offense. We're getting another steal here on defense. Excellent active hands there by Melo Sanchez. Knocks it away from Ross Reeves on the pass. Back the other way comes HPU. Josh Nasulu feeds down low. Charlie Weber, step back jumper from the short corner. No good. Comes up short. Rebounded by Scott Ader and the Silver Swords. Jameer Thomas bringing across the timeline. Working up against Melo Sanchez. Left-handed dribble. Gets across the lane and blocked up top. But going to get a foul down low. It'll be my Ducenich who hit him. So Jameer Thomas heading to the line after the first foul on Ducenich and the first foul on the Sharks here in the second half of play, just 70 seconds into action. And Ducenich pleading his case to referee Dan Cota that he missed the shot on the other end because he was being held around the waist. And as he was trying to argue that point, he gets called for the foul on his defensive side something that it's always a tough line to toe as Thomas knocks in the first free throw is you always want to be heard by officials but you never want to feel like you are yelling at officials so it's walking a fine line curious if speaking with an official will help Ducenich down on the other end second free throw is good for Thomas as it's up to a seven point lead once again for Chaminade 42-35 as we are just underway here in the second half. Diggy Winbush calling out the offense. Still a little bit of confusion, it seems, from the Sharks here on the offensive end of things. Ball given off to Sanchez. Nice shot fake. Step on through and gets it to go. His first field goal of the game was 0 of 6 up to that point. And, man, was it nice just to see that one go through. And interesting, uh, Melo Sanchez drawing with Jameer Thomas. We'll see if this battle escalates. You like to see a couple of guys who are very competitive as Scott Ader's three-pointer is rattling around and off the mark. And we're going to get a loose ball foul on Melo Sanchez. Said he held on to Jameer Thomas. So just as you were saying, the two are getting into it. They get wrapped up on the court and Sanchez whistled for his second foul. Inbound to Wyatt Lowell up top. Gives it on over to Amaral Arthury. Reverse layup up and in. Poor defense there from HPU. Coupled with a nice finish from the leading scorer for the Silver Swords. And once again, a seven-point lead for the home squad. Winbush on the left wing. Gives up top to Nisulu. Over to Charlie Weber. 
Cool handoff to Melo Sanchez. Couple of dribbles into the lane, puts up the floater. That one comes up short, rebounded by Wyatt Lowell and the Silver Swords, and given off to Ross Reeves. Reeves quickly the other way, gives a little head fake. Now uses the screen up top, feeds down low to Scott Ader on the right block. Skip pass is stolen away by Charlie Weber, who was surprised, just kind of <laughs> turned around and found the ball in his hands. He looked like he caught a live grenade there. He's like, what do I do with it? What I'm going to do is run the floor, get the pass, and make the layup. Excellent job running the floor indeed by Charlie Weber as my Ducenich one extra pass to find the cutting 6-9 forward back down to a five-point deficit for the Sharks. Jameer Thomas, step back three, no Offensive rebound to Chaminade. Once again, Amaral Arthurie. Every time it seems that HPU gets a stop, they give up an offensive rebound. They give up a second chance point. And that's the frustration from Jesse Nakanishi. And not only Jesse, but the entire coaching staff kind of disgusted by the lack of rebounding, which is keeping Chaminade not only in the game, but in the lead up by seven. Sanchez mishandles the dribble a little bit. Now stuck at the left elbow going to force up a shot. Not a good look right there as Sanchez misses. Now one of eight in this one. Back the other way quickly comes Chaminade. Emerald Arthur Reed loses his balance, tosses it out. Diggy Winbush a wide open lane for a fast break layup. Back down to a five point game as Tyrese Terrell makes his way to the scorer's table. Getting ready to check in. Terrell had six points in the first half. Knocked down two threes on four attempts. Pardon me, on three attempts. Ross Reeves gets the screen up top. Off to Wyatt Lowell, left wing three. Knocks it on down. And a big time answer from Wyatt Lowell to give the largest lead in a while for Chaminade. Eight points now, 49-41, as we tick under 16 minutes left to play. Winbush gets the screen up top, will feed the elbow to Dusenich. Dusenich. Looking to feed down low in the post to Sanchez. Can't get it there. Back up top now to Winbush. He's trying to get into the lane. Not much of any type of room. Sanchez pulls up for three. Looked like he might have gotten hit. Looking to the official for any type of call. Nothing there. And air ball out of bounds. It'll take us into our first timeout of this second half. And when we come back, it'll be Chaminade basketball up by 8, 49-41. You're listening to HBU Sharks basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back to more HPU basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network and streaming live at hawaiisportsradio.com. Welcome back on into McCabe Gymnasium where Chaminade leads HPU 49-41. And Kyle, we talked a little bit about it and during the break. HPU just continues to look frustrated offensively. Diggy Winbush frustrated as they just are very slow getting into their sets. Yeah, Diggy Winbush frustrated with his coaches and fellow players. We'll see if HPU can clamp down on defense, get some transition offense going. Three-pointer for Wyatt Lowell is off the mark, but going to get a rebounding foul going against Josh Nasulu. A little too aggressive on the box out. And that's the third foul against HPU here early on in this second half, down by eight. Just the first foul on Nasulu, so good news for him. But nonetheless, not the way you wanted to come out of the half if you are the Sharks. Baseline out of bounds, inbounds to Scott Ader. Back to Ross Reeves in the right corner. Reeves will penetrate, 
and bring it back on out into the left corner for Amaral Arthur Reed. The two guards play catch with seven on the shot clock. Reeves will pull up from the left elbow. No good. Another offensive rebound for Chaminade. Nice hustle right there by Amaral Arthur Reed to track that one down and give another opportunity to the Swords. Here's Jameer Thomas all the way to the lane, blocked away by Mai Dusenich. First time a nice defensive play is finished with a rebound in a while for HPU as Winbush back the other way. A ton of contact and a whistle is blown as Winbush will head to the line for two. Chris Breedy whistled for the hit. I really like what Diggy Winbush has as far as that transition game. He realizes when he needs to shift into that higher gear. He did it a couple of plays ago, getting that uncontested layup. And here, knowing that his team is struggling to shoot from the field, draws the contact, he'll shoot two free throws. Maybe that'll help his squad dial in the offense. Yeah, Winbush, you mentioned it, really good in transition for a few reasons as his first free throw up and good. Coaches a lot of times when it comes to teaching dribble moves will talk about pace and direction and being able to change pace and change direction just like that. And it's, uh, it's something that Winbush does very well. Second free throw up and good. We'll pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball, presented by Hawaii Pacific Health. The OIA lives here. KGUAM. K236CR. Honolulu is the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back into McCabe Gymnasium, where Chaminade leads HPU 49-43 after a couple of made free throws by Diggy Winbush. Brought the score within six. Active hands by Mai Dusenich knocks the ball out of bounds. Baseline out for Chaminade. Ross Reeves in the right corner will feed into the post for Scott Ader. Ader got away with a travel right there. Ball kicked out to Emeril Arthurie. He pivots, puts it up, left it short. Rebound skied for by Mai Dusenich, and that's the type of effort you need to see if you are HPU the rest of the way. Down by six here as Chaminade looking to snap a three-game losing streak. Tyrese Terrell drives the lane. Leaves off for Charlie Weber, who lays it up and in. Gets his first field goal of the game, now up to seven points as the defending PacWest player of the week has been relatively quiet so far. I like how HPU doing all of its second half scoring in the paint and from the free throw line. Like we said during halftime, get the relatively easy buckets, then you can expand your shots. A lot less settling so far in this second half for HPU. Amaral Arthur can't get the left-handed layup to go. Rebounded by Winbush and quickly the other way comes HPU. Ahead to Josh Nasulu in the right corner. Back out to Terrell and up top to Winbush. Winbush will get the screen from Ducenich. Calls out the offense, tosses on over to Terrell on the right wing. Down low to Desenich. Skip pass finds Nusulu in the left corner. Back up top to Winbush with 10 on the shot clock. Skip pass finds Therese Terrell. Shot fake. Baseline drive. Back out to Win. Er, pardon me. To Desenich. Three-pointer. That one off the mark. Just his second three-point attempt of the season. Went off back iron and rebounded by Chaminade. Emerald R3 will give it up top to Scott Ader and get it right back now. Call the offense out with 20 on the shot clock. And a four-point lead for Chaminade. Ball inbounded to... Pardon me, Scott Ader, and Ader had the chair pulled out from under him, got the ball out to Ng in time, though, and Cameron Ng gets the fallaway jumper inside the middle of the lane to go, put it back up to a six-point lead for Chaminade. Something to keep an eye on. Melo Sanchez still on the bench, so if HPU can cut this deficit, maybe they can get their star some well-needed rest, and then he can figure out his shot. There, Winbush doing a nice drive, or pardon me, doing a nice job driving, penetrating, and leaving off for Charlie Weber, 
who gets hacked on his way up back to the free throw line goes Weber who was 5 of 5 from the charity stripe in the opening 20 minutes of play looking to keep that going here in the second half first free throw is up and good Weber shooting just 46% from the free throw line entering this one certainly going to be going up after this game though you do have to remember Weber has got a late start to his season as well uh, ended up uh, coming off the bench for a bit and now started five straight games as second free throw is good as well for Weber seven of seven now from the free throw line as it's back to a four-point game and 12 20 left to play in this one Cameron Ng will walk it across the timeline get a screen up top from Lowell Lowell over to the right wing to Ross Ross stepped through the lane and gonna get a foul called goes against Therese Terrell he doesn't like it doesn't matter it'll be baseline out of bounds now for Chaminade and the reason he didn't like it was Reeves was out of control there and the referees bailed him out with that foul call but that's all the game's played you have to roll with it and you can't voice your displeasure you have to save those I like to call them nuggets for the right time because at some point the referees are just going to ignore you my parents always taught me to choose my battles <laughs> and uh, that's that's one of those here's Jameer Thomas in the right corner leaves it off for Shackelford he couldn't quite get it finds its way into the corner to Cameron Ng his pass into the right corner Ross Reeves drills the three he turns around and gives the student section a look back up to a seven-point lead now for Chaminade as Ross Reeves continues to have the answer every time HPU gets just a little bit closer Winbush drives the lane kicks out to Terrell up top to Weber he'll rip through and find Jacob Kimura into the game for the first time the Punahou grad his layup can't go. Offensive rebound tracked down by Terrell, and Diggy Winbush takes a big hit from Bryson Shackleford. He gets up, though, luckily for HPU after the foul, and Shackleford whistled for it. And we'll have a timeout on the floor. We'll take one as well as Chaminade continuing to answer every time HPU gets just a little bit closer, Kyle. You're not going to want to go too far. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Oh. Welcome back on into McCabe Gymnasium, where Chaminade leads HPU 54-47. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera bringing you all the action. Alan Mia back in the studio making sure we sound great. And our Kule Ogbayani want to say hello to her over at the Rainbow Wahine game tonight. Really putting it on for the fans. Has her sequined jacket looking like a superstar, maybe even Taylor Swift-esque out there. I know that probably made our Alan Mia roll his eyes. Either way, we're back to live action here as Diggy Winbush gets the screen up top and will give to my Dusenich. Dusenich will hand off to Terrell on the right wing. Winbush back up top will get a screen from Tucker Polici. Feed into the corner. Four on the shot clock for Kimura. Short corner jumper for Polici. Got it off just in time, but came up short. Rebounded by Chaminade and Ross Reeves as he gets it over midcourt, looking to add on to this seven-point advantage for the Silver Swords. Ng on the right wing, picks up his dribble, will feed Thomas. 
Kicks it back on out. Ross Reeves off back iron. No good. Ball batted around. Fought for. And Tucker Felici using his height there to snatch it away from the 5'10". Jameer Thomas over a foot of difference in height between those two players. Good job by Felici shaking off that last miss to get that big rebound I know, for the Sharks. I know our... Kule Ogbayani is just absolutely spinning happiness right now. Mai Dusenich in the post with five to work. Gets it poked away. Winbush gets bumped and with four on the shot clock bailed out as Shamanad fouls HPU and Melo Sanchez will re-enter the game for Jacob Kimura. Was curious about how long we'd go without seeing the leading scorer for HPU. That foul was called on the ground. It was also called against number 33, Bryson Shackelford. That's his fourth with 10 minutes remaining. Diggy Winbush, baseline out of bounds, will give to Pelici. On the right block, Pelici loses his dribble. We'll kick it back out to Sanchez. Up top to Terrell using a my Ducenich screen. Stop and go, kick out into the left corner, finds Winbush. Flips it over to his head, finds it. Terrell once again rolls off the rim, no good. Scott Ader rebound, outlet pass quickly. One-on-one -on -one now, Jameer Thomas versus Melo Sanchez. Thomas will go into the paint first and then bring it back on out. Thomas, working with the Ader screen, will give up top to Cameron Ng. Ng with 15 on the shot clock, gets another screen from Scott Ader. Now the dribble pull up, Cameron Ng knocks it on in. And Cameron Ng continuing a nice night here. As uh, mentioned it earlier in the first half, uh, sibling rivalry as well. Cordell Ng, younger brother Cordell Ng on the other team. As Tucker Polici is fouled on his way up, will head to the free throw line. I believe they're going to get Scott Ader on the foul. Nope, they will get Wyatt Lowell, who is now with four fouls as well after Bryson Shackelford, who now is at the scores table, picked up his fourth. And speaking of the Ng Brothers rivalry, you can head to hawaiisportsradio.com and check out the awesome feature by our very own Paul Brecht talking about the two brothers playing D2 hoops on display for us tonight. A super fun time chatting with both of them. Just incredibly good people. And as Polici knocks in the first free throw, very gracious with their time. They asked anything I needed and, and just very, very good people. Very well raised. So shout out to the Ng parents and uh, the other three part of the Ng tribe there as uh, three other siblings. Older brother KJ and uh, younger brother and a younger sister as well. Second free throw up and good for Polici as it's back to a seven-point game here, 56-49 with under 9.30 remaining. Ng will walk it on over the timeline, guarded by Winbush. Ooh. Crossover, freezes Winbush, finds a wide open. Thomas for three, off the mark, no good. Off back iron, rebounded by Polici. I really like Polici off the bench there. He's not the most versatile player, but he works hard. He does the dirty work, gets the rebounds, and as we just saw, makes his free throw. So hopefully HPU can really get some momentum from his play. An excellent depth piece indeed for Jesse Nakanishi and his staff, Melo Sanchez. Quarter turn, falling away, knocks in the jumper, and that's the Melo Sanchez we're used to seeing as he brings it back down to a 15, or pardon me, to a five-point deficit, 56-51. Nakanishi screaming out defensive instructions. Ng, rip through, passes back out. Ader, left wing three off the mark. Ball tapped around, secured by Therese Terrell. Quickly the other way comes Sanchez on the left wing. Sanchez stepped back, thought about it. 
Back up top to Ducenich. Ducenich over to Terrell. Will give to Polici. Polici handoff and sets the screen for Sanchez. Step back three. Off the mark came up short. Rebounded by Cameron Ng. And back the other way comes Chaminade. Ng dribbling. Crossover. Working against Winbush. Surveys. Kicks it back out up top. Shot fake from Amaral Arthurie. Now will pull from the elbow. Knocks it on in. 58-51 now the Chaminade lead as good patience there from the senior guard to see a defender fly by with a shot fake and then knock in the easy elbow J. Ducenich out on the left wing will give to Sanchez. Back up top to Winbush. Winbush will now try from three. His shot off back iron no good. Offensive rebound by Mike Ducenich. Might have gotten away with a bit of a push in the back there. Ball over to the left wing to Sanchez. Sanchez hard to the rim. Took a lot of contact but no call. Jesse Nakanishi can't believe there was no whistle right there. But either way, back the other way comes Chaminade. Cameron Ng's three is long and off the mark, and now Diggy Winbush will settle things down for HPU, trailing by seven with 7.15 left to play. Yeah, this, this is an important possession here for HPU, down by seven after a couple of nice defensive rebounds. They need a score. Yeah, it doesn't... You know, it helps getting these defensive stops, but it only helps so much if you can't get into that deficit that you have as Mai Ducenich's right-handed hook goes over the rim no good and is rebounded by Chaminade with under seven minutes left to play. Three subs at the scorer's table for HPU waiting to check into the game. They'll get an opportunity at the next stoppage of play where we'll also get a media timeout. Ball passed off to Bryson Shackleford, swatted away by Tucker Polici, but good activity by Scott Ader. Cleans up the mess down low, back up to a nine-point lead for Chaminade. And Jesse Nakanishi and his team need a timeout. They'll take one down by nine with 6.28 remaining. Don't go too far. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back to more HPU Sharks Basketball presented by Hawaii Pacific Health on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back on Into McCabe Gymnasium. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera bringing you all the action of the Battle of the H1 as Chaminade leads by nine here with just 6.28 remaining in the second half of play. Looking to sweep tonight's men's and women's basketball doubleheader. If you missed the first game, you can catch that on demand where you get most podcasts or at hawaiisportsradio.com in the coming days. You can also find previous broadcasts for HPU and OIA Sports in the same places. Back to live action as Cordell Ng checks back into the game for the first time here in this second half for HPU. Melo Sanchez feeds at the high post to Ducenich. Will give to Ng. Back to Ducenich. Ducenich over to Nusulu with five on the shot clock. Step back jumper. Knocks it on through. A tough shot there from Josh Nusulu. But man, was it needed for HPU. Cuts it down to a seven-point deficit with under six left to play here at McCabe. Great job by Shamanad over the last ten minutes or so. Everything for HPU has been a tough shot. Nothing easy. Absolutely great call out by you there. The defense turning up the heat. For the Chaminade Silver Swords here, making the water boil. Ross Reeves with five on the clock. Feeds down low to Ader, who gets the layup to go in time. And just at every opportunity, Chaminade continues to have an answer for any type of HPU run. Up to a nine-point lead once again, 5.23 left to play. Nasulu up top to Ng. Ng 
Skips through the lane and will find Dusanich. Dusanich will hand off to Nusulu. Pick and roll game as Dusanich tries to lay it up and in. Can't get the layup to go, but is fouled. He'll head to the line for a pair. Stopping the clock and looking to cut into this time, or pardon me, into this deficit. Got a timeout on the floor. We'll keep it right here as Chaminade continuing to hold on to a nine-point lead here in this second half. And, you know, Kyle, it's kind of frustrating, I have to imagine, if you are HPU, where all night it just feels like you've been taken out of your comfort zone from the moment the ball was tipped. Even when you had the jump ball to begin the game, it was a fight. The ball knocked around a bit, and that's really what Chaminade has wanted, to grime up this game on the defensive end and then offensively play super quick, and man, have they done that. Yeah, and props to Chaminade. They come into this game 2-9 and nine in the PacWest, 6-13 and 13 overall, but they've been battle-tested. I mentioned the three games in the Maui Invitational against teams that we're probably going to see in the NCAA tournament, the D1 tournament, that is, and then they've already made their tough road swing through California. So Chaminade has gotten the tough games out of the way, basically playing with no pressure, whereas HPU seems to be I don't want to say cracking, but definitely affected by the pressure to build on their 4-2 PacWest mark. I think that's a good way to put it. It's almost seemed as though HBU has been tight at times tonight, and we would be remiss not to mention perhaps the reason for that, obviously. Tonight, not with the full squad for HPU, or HPU Nikola Milojevic, his father... Uh, was, was Dijon Milevich, who passed away this past uh, this past week, uh, suffered a massive heart attack, was a assistant coach for the Golden State Warriors, was just 46 years old, leaves behind two kids and a, a wife, and really our, our heart goes out to Nico and his family and the HPU family as they go through this tragic loss. Uh, that has sent shockwaves through the basketball landscape. You've seen many NBA players talk about how big Nikola's dad had an impact on him. In fact, Nikola Jokic said how much he had an impact on him as well. So want to send our best wishes to Nico and his family as they grieve and go through this tough time. Both free throws up and good for Mai Dusenich. Makes it a seven-point game with under five minutes left to play here as HPU fighting hard on the road, trying to come back against Chaminade. Ross Reeves, step back jumper, can't get it to go. Rebounded by Cordell Ng. Quickly the other way comes the five foot nine guard, graduate of Kamehameha Kapalama. Kicks it on out, finds Josh Nasulu working with a my center screen. Nasulu mishandles the dribble, but it's because he was fouled. Let's see who it's on. Either way, it should be one and one. It is Bryson Shackelford's fifth foul, the seventh team foul, like I just said. One and one now for Josh Nasulu and for H, or pardon me, for Shamanad. Now one of your key depth pieces no longer available to you. Five fouls with 4.34 left to play. His night is done. And this is exactly what HPU needed to do is you're struggling from the field, get to the free throw line, and they've done that with plenty of time left to go in the game. And then Neosulu steps up and hits the front end of the one and one at least guaranteeing one or two shots made. Guaranteeing that second shot, in fact. 
Second one on the way here, down by six, 62-56. That one's good, makes it a five-point game with five, or pardon me, with 4.34 left to play. And you're going to want more of that if you are HPU, where you can stop the clock and take points off of this deficit. That's what will happen for every foul here on out against Chaminade. Ball over to the right wing to Jameer Thomas, who will give up top to Wyatt Lowell. Swings over to the left wing for Emerald Arthury. Knocks it on through. Back up to an eight-point lead for Chaminade. And, I, I mean, I feel like a broken record at this point, but every time Chaminade has needed an answer, they have gotten it so far today. That it's one's stolen away by Ross Reeves after a lackluster pass by Ng. Up, Dipsy Do gets the English layup to go and up to a 10-point lead. Ross Reeves in his bag tonight, looking to lead Chaminade to their first win in the last four tries. Ng drops it off to Mai Dusenich down low to bring in the Sharks back within eight with 3.35 left to play, but going to need to stack stops with scores here as time starts to trickle on down for the Sharks. Thomas over on the right wing. Ball fed down low to Scott Ader, who had a mismatch. He'll lay it up and in. And right there, it's the switching defense that got in the way for HPU. Cordell Ng at 5'9", gets switched onto the taller 6'7", Scott Ader. And Ader does the rest there, puts it back up to a 10-point lead for the Silver Swords. Handoff here to Melo Sanchez. He knifes into the lane, puts it up, drops it on through. And that's a big-time bucket for HPU. Makes it an 8-point game, and we'll have one more on the way when we come back as... HPU looking to fight back against the Chaminade Silver Swords here. Three minutes left to play. 69-61 is your score. Don't go too far. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Welcome back on into McCabe Gymnasium where HPU trails Chaminade. 69-61 before we went to break. Melo Sanchez got the and one layup to drop. Now heads the line for one more and Kyle, earlier in this broadcast, we mentioned just how big of a loss this would be for HPU. They came into this one sitting in fourth in the Pac West at four and two, just behind three teams who have seven wins in the conference apiece as Sanchez comes up short on the free throw. Behind Point Loma, Academy of Art, and Biola at this point, this would be a massive loss as Chaminade, you mentioned, has had a struggle to start out the year, got the toughest part of their schedule out of the way already. Yeah, it's not over yet, but HPU is going to need to get at least three or four stops in a row and then score, and fouling Chaminade is inexcusable right here. Yeah, that can't happen right there as Amaral Arthuri gets hit on his way to the cup, but... Looks like it might have been before the active shooting. No, they're going to call it a shooting foul. Well, yeah. at least the referee. Everybody is a bit confused two. at this point. Fortunately, they reversed it to what it should be, foul out of bounds. <laughs> Ross Reeves takes it out and skips it up to find Scott Ader, who will give to Lowell. Reeves comes back out on the left wing to get it. And with 13 on the shot clock, Reeves works. Working against Ducenich, crosses over, gives to Amaral R3, down low to Wyatt Lowell with five on the shot clock. Kicks back out, Jameer Thomas, three-pointer off the mark, no good, and going to get a foul called, believe, against Wyatt Lowell. And if that's the case, I think that is five fouls on Lowell, and Nusulu potentially would be heading to the line for a one-and-one -one opportunity. That looks like what the case is going to be 
as Josh Nasulu was absolutely wiped out by Wyatt Lowell. And I like to see the passion there by Neosulu. He was upset that he got thrown down by the neck. So hopefully that kind of sparked some fire in this HPU team. Down by eight now. But again, going to the free throw line, the next foul for Chaminade is the double bonus. So if HPU can continue to get stops on the defensive end, they can still get back in this game. Key that they are aggressive to end out this final 2.20 here. Just Josh Nasulu steps to the free throw line for the final one-in-one -one opportunity for HPU. And I like what you said there, the little bit of fire that Nasulu showed because it's almost felt like HPU has slept walk through much of this game. And that's just not something you're used to seeing, especially in a rivalry game like this. Yeah, and they, they seem to be running through quicksand when they're on, in offense, in their offensive sets. So one way to counter that is get to the free throw line because you can take your time and slowly chip away. First free throw was up and good. Second result, or second free throw, same result. Makes it a six-point game once again as we just over two minutes left to play in this one. And HPU still trails by six. Reeves will get the screen up top from Chris Breedy. Gets it right back on the right wing. He'll pull up for three. That one's long off the mark, and Diggy Winbush will watch it go out of bounds. A stop there for HPU. Now we'll see. Can they stack a stop and a score? And a smart move by Diggy there, letting the ball go out of bounds instead of trying to pad his stats and maybe fumble it out of bounds, making sure HPU got the ball back. Not to mention makes the clock stop. There you saw him let the ball roll up. Time is of the essence at this point. And going to get a foul away from the ball called going against Chris Breedy. He got locked up with Charlie Weber away from the book play, it looked like. And just as you said before, that's the 10th team foul on Chaminade, and sending Charlie Weber to the line and for two free throws. Chaminade is lucky that they didn't call a hook and hold there because that would have been a, I believe, flagrant one, which means you get the free throws and the ball. So... Coach Eric Bovard maybe needs to chill out a bit. Instead of yelling at the refs, <laughs> thank them for not calling a hook and hold. And here you can see one of the officials, I believe that's Ryan Wells, chit-chatting with him to try and explain just where the officials are coming from. Weber knocks in the first free throw, second one, same result. As now, just like that, a four-point game as we tick under two minutes left to play. And we've got an interesting one on the way here in McCabe Gymnasium. The battle for the H1 Chaminade, HPU. Reeves gets the screen up top from Scott Ader, guarded closely by Josh Nasulu. They'll switch up top. Nasulu guarding Amaral Arthurine now, slides with the guard, cuts him off. Ball over to Ader with five on the shot clock. Ader might have traveled, and a last-second foul call going to bail out. Oh, man. Going to bail out Chaminade here with two on the shot clock. HPU whistled for the foul. It's going to go against Diggy Winbush, his third, and even more importantly, the sixth team foul. No more fouls to give for HPU with 126 left. So the positive Paul spin on that, it is the sixth foul, no free throws. Hopefully HPU can get a stop here. But resets the shot clock to 20, allowing Chaminade to continue to take more time off the clock. Reeves working against Dusenich. Gives to Chris Breedy on the left wing. Back up top to Amaral Arthurie with five on the shot clock. He'll work with three. Pull-up jumper from the elbow. Comes up short. No good. Ball rebounded by Melo Sanchez. And with a minute left, down by four. 
HPU has a pulse. HPU getting into their zone defense, causing a bunch of frustration for Shamanad. Now a nice, well-timed timeout called by Jesse Nakanishi. His squad is down four. My guess is he's going to tell his squad, don't settle for a three if you don't need it. Get the easy two, make another stop, then we go for the tie or the win. And that's an excellent point is a lot of times you see with teams, they almost get antsy in these situations, down by four, thinking you need an immediate three-pointer, but still plenty of time left to play. 58.6 on the game clock. Every foul from here on out, at least for the next three fouls, results in one-in-one one opportunities for Chaminade instead of two-shot fouls. And then on your end, if you continue to be aggressive, you can stop the clock and get two free throws automatically should a foul be called. And that's a great point. Speaking of free throws, HPU has that weapon in its arsenal. If they can't get a good shot, just drive to the bucket. If you get that contact, you get two free throws. So that's another opportunity for them. Especially considering what we've seen here late where the official's not afraid to call it late in the shot clock if they feel there is contact and, and bail out essentially an offensive player. Uh, something that you have to keep in mind if you are HPU. 58.6 left to go here in the battle for the H1 as Chaminade leads HPU 69-65. Mai Dusenich over on the right wing will hand off to Sanchez. Sanchez pulls it back, will work against Scott Ader now in isolation. Spins into the lane, now hesitation, turns, picks it back up top to Winbush with five. Winbush puts up the three, drills it. Diggy Winbush knocks down a huge triple. And just like that, it's a one-point game with 37.5 left to play. And if you are Chaminade, well, all of a sudden things got a little bit hairier here. Timeout called as HPU going to talk what they want to do here. We mentioned it before, and we'll keep it right here as well, Kyle. The next foul for HPU is a one-and-one one opportunity. Is time of the essence here? Because Chaminade could get it all the way, get the game clock all the way down to about seven, eight seconds before they needed to get a shot up. Do you foul before or do you play it out? So personally, I would play it out. The only difficult wrench in this whole situation is that HPU just called its last timeout. So normally, you would play it out, hopefully get either a Chaminade 2 that'll give you a chance to tie or a miss basket, and then you call your timeout and take some time to talk it over. But if HPU can get a stop, get a rebound, they can put Chaminade on its heels and maybe get the game-winning two-point bucket. That's the ideal situation. Or even better, you get fouled and you can calmly win the game at the free throw line. I like the way that you think. I'm going to put my coaching cap on here once again. And uh, kind of similar to you, I would want to play it out, but not totally. I would tell my team here, we're playing an aggressive man-to-man. -man. Try and go for the steal. You're trying to make a turnover happen. And if you're whistled for a foul, sure, whatever. That results in a one-and-one. -one. You conserve some time, but you also are trying your best to create that turnover here with 37.5 seconds remaining and a one-point deficit for HPU. Ross Reeves will walk the ball on up. No pressure from HPU. Masulu will guard. It appears that HPU is going to play it on out. Reeves holding. 15 on the shot clock. Now 10. 
Reeves. Usually on offense, you go at eight seconds. We'll see what they do. They do exactly that. Reeves now with six, with five, with four. Reeves got to get a shot up, puts it up, and drops it on in. Ross Reeves gets it to go, and a timeout called by Chaminade. And lucky for HPU, now they get an opportunity to draw up a play. And if you are Coach Beauvert, you are thinking to yourself, hey, I want to set my defense. I don't want any miscommunication here in the final seven seconds. So let me ask you this, Paul. Now that you're Chaminade up by three, do you let a few seconds run off and foul HPU, knowing that you'd rather give up two free throws and get the ball back than maybe let HPU tie the game? See, this is an interesting question, Kyle, because my coaching thought, I hate that because I think I, bad, bad, too many bad things have happened to me at my coaching career, Kyle. Guys would put up that three as you go for the intentional foul, and it results in three free free throws. But that also takes a pretty savvy player on the other end. Not to say HPU doesn't have those. They, in fact, they certainly do. But nonetheless, to answer your question in a nice, long-winded way, I think I would foul. I would see if HPU tries to roll it on up. I put one defender in the front court as a token defender to make sure that they can't roll the ball up. And then as soon as he takes two dribbles and before he gets to half court, I would probably foul. So we'll see. HPU has drawn up a play. I agree with you. I think HPU is going to try to trap Chaminade into the backcourt and then try to maybe whip it ahead into the corner. They're already setting up. Their two bigs are at the half court, and they could be screeners for the better three-point shooters to get around and find that opening. It also wouldn't surprise me to see one of them cut to the middle of the floor to get it while one of the guards gets a screen from the other big at midcourt. We'll see what Coach Nakanishi drew up. Masulu ahead to Ducenich. Gives off to Winbush. Winbush with four. Winbush from way downtown. Off the mark, no good. Chaminade a rebound, and that'll do it. Chaminade sweeps the doubleheader. The battle of the H1 goes to the Silver Sword. 71-68's your final from McCabe Gymnasium. Don't go too far. We'll have the post-game action to wrap things up as HPU falls on the road to the Silver Swords. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Yeah, you sunglasses are designed with you in mind. The ball player. The construction worker. The fashionista. The outdoorsman. Or woman. You want it? Let's get it. Type in Yeah, the letter U, and HNL for Honolulu. It's that simple to get the most versatile sunglasses on the market. Ultra lightweight, OSHA approved, wraparound sunglasses with four removable lenses that will make everyone say, Yeah, you. Type in Yeah, the letter U, and HNL for Honolulu to shop today. Welcome back into Chaminade's Gymnasium, McCabe Gymnasium, in fact, where Chaminade sweeps the doubleheader, the battle for the H1. First, the women winning 77-66 earlier today, and then the men in an exciting down-to-the-wire contest. Chaminade snaps a three-game losing streak, taking down the Sharks, 71-68. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera here to wrap things up, breaking down all the action of what just happened as the Sharks fall to 4-3 and three in the Pac West. And Chaminade picks up a massive win here at home over the Sharks. And Kyle, 
overall, it was a pretty even second half. At the end of the day, it was the slow start for the Sharks in that first half that ended up doing them in. Yeah, I think the tough part is, you know, Chaminade played a great game, not only in this men's game, but earlier in the women's game tonight. And the frustrating part for the Sharks is not only could they have won the game and should they have won the game, but it came down to effort. We saw a slow start by HP in the first half. They trailed by seven. And then every time they got to within four, five, and six points, Shamana turned it right back on and answered with that counter punch. And by the time HP got down to the home stretch, they made a bunch, they made 24 of 26 free throws, but it still wasn't enough. Credit to Shamanad playing a hard-fought battle tonight, coming out with the victory at home. You mentioned it, 24 of 26 from the free throw line. Those two misses, your top scorer, Melo Sanchez, just one of three from the charity stripe, seven points tonight as he shoots three of 14 from the field after some phenomenal Shamanad defense holds the Sharks' leading scorer at bay. And, uh, you know, throughout the night, it was plenty of other Sharks stepping up. My Ducenich finishing with a season-high 16 points and 7 rebounds, 13 points for Charlie Weber, and then 12 points apiece for Dominique uh, Diggy Winbush and Josh Nisulu there in the loss for the Sharks. And on the other end, Chaminade getting plenty of uh, contributions, but when it came down to scoring, it was mainly two guys, and that's Ross Reeves and Isaac Amaral Arthuri. Reeves finishing with 20 points, Amaral Arthuri with 17. And so as we wrap things up here from the Cave Gymnasium, uh, just got to do a couple more things. One, have to hand out our Yeah You Player of the Game award, Kyle, uh, earlier tonight. We went to a Chaminade player uh, after the, the Silver Sword snapping a 40 count them 40 game losing streak to hpu uh do we have another silver sword tonight as our yayu player of the game i think we have to give our player of the game to ross reeves the player that you love if he's on your team and you hate when he's against you because he's just so energetic and so good 20 points tonight leading all scorers he finished with six rebounds two steals four assists and most importantly to me no turnovers that's as efficient as you can get ross reeves is our yeah you player of the game good for him painting a pretty picture for the chaminade silver swords tonight certainly well deserved as you said ross reeves our yeah you player of the game yeah you h&l is the newest brand for sports apparel and accessories get 50 percent off your purchase with code hsrn50 at yeah that's y-e-a-h the letter u H-N-L. Yeah, you. Let's get it. Closing things out here from McCabe Gymnasium as the Sharks fall to Chaminade 7168. Want to remind you, if you liked these broadcasts, got a few more coming your way this Saturday as HPU hosts UH Hilo in another big-time island rivalry matchup. You'll have that one on HP, or pardon me, on HSRN's Airwaves, 95.1 FM, AM 760, and HawaiiSportsRadio.com. That's also the Cam's Helmets game, which uh, has been put on for over a decade now at HPU, an awesome cause. Recommend making your way out if you, uh, if you can. And if you can't, you can listen to us. And then following that, we'll have the Azusa Pacific game next Tuesday for the Sharks, as uh, that's gonna, also going to be a fun one, a field trip game for HPU as a couple of local schools will bus out 400 students screaming kids for a noontime game. 
Should be a fun one there. can also catch that on 95.1 FM, AM 760, and Radio.com. Catch all of our previous games on demand uh, wherever you get most podcasts and on HawaiiSportsRadio.com. And to close things out, Kyle, I just I got to say thank you and our mahalos to so many people. Obviously, everyone here at Chaminade who makes sure that things are running smoothly for our broadcast uh, in the interim and the stats. Uh, our Alan Mia back in the studio making sure we get on, sound good, and uh, kind of know what we're doing out here oftentimes. Our Michael Lascaro, who was on site, our operating engineer and photographer here tonight. And then you, my friend, want to say mahalo to you, give you the last word after a long, exciting day of two pretty fun games. Fun games, but obviously not the result we were looking for and I think hoping for seeing the HPU women fall to Chaminade for the first time since 2008. Hard to believe that. And then in the men's game, Chaminade playing one of their best games of the season. On the other side, HPU struggling all the way. But the main thing for the Sharks, they're still 4-3 and three in conference for the men and they need, I'm going to call it, a must-win effort on Saturday against UH Hilo because we know that when it comes to the local rivalries, people are looking it up at HPU now, and that hasn't been the case in a while. So the Sharks need to rebound, shake it off, as we said earlier, <laughs> come back with a strong effort against the Vulcans on Saturday. I like the way that you put it. They certainly need to shake this one off, have a strong effort on Saturday. The Vulcans one of the teams who are competing towards the top of the Pack West as well. Another important one, like I mentioned before, can catch that on our airwaves, 95.1 FM, AM 760, and streaming on hawaiisportsradio.com. For our entire amazing crew for tonight, I'm Paul Brecht. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon, and aloha. You've been listening to a special presentation on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network of Hawaii Pacific University Sharks Basketball. Presented by Hawaii Pacific Health. Creating a healthier Hawaii. This broadcast was also made possible thanks to the following. Play-by-play announcer Paul Brecht. Color commentator Kyle Galdera. HSRN photographer Michael Lasquero. And in-studio technical engineer Alan Mia. Visit HawaiiSportsRadio.com for a complete programming guide of upcoming games and more. We now return you to regular scheduled programming right here on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 FM and AM 760.